Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 54, for the third time. I normally like to do a a, a one-take, you know, fits-all type uh, approach, but I'm already on take three <laughs> on the beginning, so it's not that, that's not good. Um, yeah, we uh, I had a little bit of a, a breather in between uh, episodes. Last episode recorded was the 27th, I mean, it's not that uh long ago it's about yeah a little bit over a week uh since the last episode uh came out um a lot of things happened since then uh in the hockey space and uh initially we were gonna do the whole typical signings trades you know formula to start up the show have our little uh break and then going to Stanley Cup final review um but this time because there's so much to go into on all of the signings trades and all that other bullshit we're going to flip the uh formula on its head so we're going to start with the stanley cup final review and then we're going to do all the signings trades and all that other bullshit so without further ado let's dive into the stanley cup final review um for those that don't know uh, who've been uh, living under a rock? The Tampa Bay Lightning uh, won the Stanley Cup in Game Six. Uh, I believe it was two nothing. Is the score for that? As I'm looking that up, um, some stat checks real quick. Um, first off, with the Cup win, uh, Andre Vasilevsky is the first Russian-born goalie to uh, win Stanley Cup. Uh, since 2004, which is when uh, Nikolai uh, Habibulin, Habibulin, or as uh, as known as the Bulin Wall, um, won it in 04, which was also the last time the, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. So congrats to uh, Andre Vasilevsky for being the first Russian-born goalie to win it since uh, the last Lightning goalie did it um which a lot of people are like oh well you know what happened after tampa won their last cup right the fucking lockout happened now on the bright side we're not going to get a lockout since you know gary bettman and nhlpa uh at least extended the current cba uh a couple more years so no lockout but uh, here's to quote, uh, knock on wood, um, hoping that the uh, next season, you know, starts without a hitch, you know, and we can just rock and roll into uh, next season. And uh, which, when we get into the second half of the show, when we're doing signings, trades, and all that. We'll uh, divulge into um, what we may or may not see, uh, how they uh, do next season um, in regards to that. But yeah, it was 2 nothing Lightning. Uh, and the only and two guys getting those goals were Braden Point and uh, Blake Coleman getting the uh, only two goals on there. And uh, also your Conn Smythe winner. Ended up being Victor Hedman, so congratulations to him. Uh, and also Patrick Maroon, the uh, St. Louis hometown bo- uh, hometown hero, baby. Uh, is it now P- Mr. Pat back-to-back? All right. Um, yeah, I know. I was kind of hoping that Dallas was going to win. But at the same time, who knows? Maybe this entire time it was all work, guys. Maybe it was all just a work, all right? Now, I know Dallas is in my top five, and Tampa is not, okay? Now, Tampa did bump up some spots in my uh, who I like, who I dislike board, which we'll end up going into uh, during this offseason. They'll probably be one of uh, show episodes that I end up doing before the next season starts, so look out for that. But, um... Maybe it was all work because uh, I just wanted to prove because I was uh, 
another one of the titles that I was going to put as this video, uh, not this video, this uh, podcast, was um, the deployment, uh, the deployment um, jinx is real because not only did I want the Blues to win, lost. Not only did I want Vegas to win, lost. Not only did I want Dallas to win, lost. And the numerous other teams that I wanted on the Eastern Conference to advance their, uh, advance to the next rounds and stuff, you know, nine times out of ten, they all lost. Wow. And then, yeah, like any sport except for for football for whatever reason football is like has like the blind it has like a, the jinx has a blind spot for football because so far knock on wood the um Kansas City Chiefs are 3-0 right now and uh hopefully they can keep on rolling and become back-to-back stand, uh Super Bowl champs but when it comes to baseball baseball I guess the jinx isn't uh real at least this time around because even though, yes, I am a Cardinals fan, I was actually kind of hoping that we weren't going to go advancing because our team should have not been anywhere near a postseason berth. And knowing how our freaking front office is, if we have a semblance of success coming into, you know, going into postseason, then they're going to try to keep pieces we definitely should be moving off of. But... This is not, but uh, but yeah, this isn't a other sports podcast. This is a hockey podcast. So reeling it back in the in the uh, hockey though, um, it seems that hockey is like the only sport really that's um, getting the jinx out here. So um, Tampa Bay, you know, congratulations, and if uh, if it's all consolation, uh, you are welcome for the uh, uh, kidding aside, but legitimately uh, the. The jinx is real, and uh, it might have just been a work, all right, to get old uh, Patty back-to-back, his uh, back-to-back cup, so, um, but yeah, so once again, uh, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup, and uh, with that note, we have a couple fallout um, notes here, uh, first off, uh, Tyler Sagan, uh, during these playoffs, not only did he play through a, uh, a wrist injury, uh, also a hip, knee, and groin injury. So he was all torn up, uh, and he'll be evaluated sometime uh, to determine if he's going to need surgery, which hopefully he does not. Um, but we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, Steven Stamkos of Tampa Bay Lightning uh, came back uh, for Game 3 uh, for a couple shifts. Did get a goal in there, so... Uh, then he gets his name on the cup, so that's good. Um, he suffered an injury in phase two uh, of the protocol for the return to play, um, which is why he was out. Um, came in for game three, wasn't 100%, and he re-aggravated it uh, during that game three. So he's expected he is expected to start next season, but uh, he's injured once again. Um, there hasn't been really any uh, that I've seen anything else that uh, notable that happened, but uh, I'd imagine there's been plenty of other injuries that uh, have not been disclosed at this time. But uh, as they come out, then uh, we'll talk about them. But um, well, that is that for the uh, Stanley Cup final review, really. I mean, there's not really much to go into. Other than Lightning won it in six games, uh, they definitely could have won it in five. And yes, you could you know make a case for Dallas that a lot of their key guys you know wasn't in the lineup because uh, they're all injured. But you know, Lightning struck at the right time, pun intended. But but it is what it is. Lightning is your champion, and honestly, I'm just hope I'm just glad that this is a team that not like Chicago or Boston or anything like that. You know that won, so that's all good. It's all good in the hood, guys. It's all good in the hood. But yeah, I know it's a really short uh, portion of this 
episode to have a break in, but got to get the break in and everything else kind of ties in together. So I'm not going to break that up. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break real quick and then we'll get right back into the uh, other half of the episode. All right. So diving into the signings of uh, note so far, first off, you're, uh, well, I, I, I caught myself. Because the meme is dead now. Just straight up. The St. Louis Blues. The meme is dead. The meme is dead. The St. Louis Blues signed a prospect, Nolan Stevens, uh, to a one-year, two-way contract. Uh, his deal is only worth 700 k at the NHL level uh, if called up. And uh, eight, uh, 80000 at the AHL level. And... Uh, Good start. Uh, Dallas Stars have re-signed Andre Sequeira to a two-year contract worth uh, $3 million with an average annual value of $1.5 mil. So congrats to him. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers have re-signed defenseman Robert Haig to a two-year $3.2 million uh, extension with an AAV of $1.6 mil. Uh, congrats to him. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets have re-signed forward Cole Sherwood to a one-year two-way deal with 735k at the NHL level and 70,000 at the AHL level. Uh, back to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, a lot of goalies. Well, go- goalies, real quick. Uh, Flyers re-signed goaltender Brian Elliott to a one-year, 1.5 million extension, so he'll be the backup behind uh, one Carter Hart. They uh, had his coming out party in the playoffs this year. Uh, so um, it's good to see Moose that's uh, getting some uh, work. Uh, Winnipeg Jets free-signed goaltender Laurent Bossois to a one-year $1.5 million deal. So he'll be behind um, Vesna winner uh, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, not Philadelphia Flyers. Pittsburgh Penguins have re-signed goaltender Tristan Jari to a three-year deal worth the $10.5 million. 3.5 uh, million AAV, um, which it's looking like they might consider, even though Matt Murray is an RFA, which is interesting. Uh, Matt Murray is an RFA, but it looks like they may consider moving him. Although, I'd have to wonder if they move him, where to are they going to move him? Because I don't really know where he'd really fit in, honestly. Um, but if he is to be moved somewhere, for Matt Murray's sake, hopefully it's with a team that has a defense. And uh, last but not least, well, not the only, it's not the last of goalie news in this episode, but it's the last for signings. Uh, it's official after it basically leaking before the uh, the finish of the Western Conference Finals, and then once again uh, leaked again by Frank Cervelli of TSN. Uh, it's been official that Vegas Golden Knights goaltender Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard, has uh, signed a five-year extension, twenty-five million. Over that time, five million AAV uh, to stay as a Golden Knight. So, congrats to Panda for uh, getting that extension. However, we have to address the big ele- golden elephant in the room here. What are they gonna do with Marc Andre Fleury? Because I guarantee you. There ain't no way in hell freaking George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon and company or Bill Foley in that matter are going to want to spend quick maths 7 plus 2 uh, 7 plus 5 is 12 um, million on uh, goaltending when they can use that money in the forward group they could definitely use some bolstering in the defense 
uh, department, which, you know, uh, they might definitely, uh, they might have a shot, actually, of bolstering that, depending on how free agency shakes out in about four days. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I believe it's four days from now of recording, and then the draft is tomorrow. Um, so, uh, as a quick, my, if I check my facts here, um, but yeah, I mean, cause the whole, the whole starting of the goaltending thing in the Western Conference final, like if that had not shown you the faith that Peter DeBoer has in um, Mark Andre Fleury. I don't know what what more, what big sign do you need. Like, do you need a flat, a legitimately a Vegas flashing sign that tells you, hey, George, uh, not George, fucking Peter DeBoer, um, has no faith in him, and he has his guy, Robin Leonard's his guy, and he's just gonna r- ride it on. And even though it's one of those, maybe it's like one of those in- instances where the team plays a little bit better in front of Flurry, you know, if you have your guy, you have your guy, but I, I don't know. Yeah. So draft is on the sixth. Um, so look for some moves for sure. Um, Especially if there's any semblance of an opportunity to move Marc Andre Fleury, I to alleviate cap space, that will be when they move him. So tomorrow, definitely look out for that. And then on the ninth. My bad. I thought it was the 8th. It's actually the 9th. So it's actually... Yeah, four days from now. Still. It's still four days from now. Um, I... I know it's going to be a big day. Um, for sure. So expect a big, big, big episode of... Bleed Hockey Podcast, which will be the next episode, will be the free agent special. And uh, I'll be dividing it up. I'll like, I'll just end up doing is I'll just sit back and wait for everyone to get signed and uh, moves to be moved on day one. Because that's when a lot of the movement is going to be. It's on day one. Um, although I might sit back and wait for day two to pass as well. So there will be an episode by the end of the, end of the week. uh, If that's the case, yeah, it'd be Saturday. Um, I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll just come out and say Monday. Monday is, uh. A week from today is when I'll have my free agent special out, and then I'll make sure I div- div- uh, divide it up by uh, division on who's on what. But yeah, enough stalling. Trades: Golden Knights have acquired uh, forward uh, Dylan Sakura from the Blackhawks in exchange for Brett, uh, Brandon Peary. Straight hockey trade there. Uh, Ottawa Senators have acquired defenseman Josh Brown from the Panthers in exchange for the 95, uh, 95th overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft. It didn't really specify as to what that was. Uh, I know it's like a lower end pick, but uh, it looks like a like a high four, low third with 95. Because quick math, 31 times 3 be like 90 something like 93 so yeah it'd be like fourth round high fourth round then and uh los angeles kings have acquired defenseman ollie mata from the blackhawks in exchange for forward brad uh brad morrison so another straight up hockey trade uh retirement corner uh 
I would have expected the retirement corner to be a little bit more busy this year, but uh, so far it has not really been uh, that much. But hey, uh, we got someone as uh, Chris Stewart. Uh, he has officially announced retirement from uh, professional hockey. He's only age 32, so I mean he still, you know, had some left in the. He probably had uh, some left in the tank, but hey, you know. If it's his time, it's his time. Uh, congratulations to him and his retirement. Uh, he spent 668 career games in the NHL, uh, two over the uh, the me- the great medal game there. Um, played 10 seasons uh, with the in part with the Avalanche, the uh, Blues, Sabers, Wild Ducks, Flames, and then ending out his career in uh, Philly and the Flyers. Uh, recording only 160 goals and 162 assists. Um, he was a really solid uh, third, fourth line guy. You know, really good depth guy. Guys really love him. And uh, congrats on him. And hopefully he uh, does well in his future endeavors, which we actually know what his future endeavor is, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, as we go into the buyout corner, because we have two guys. On the uh, buyout corner, we have uh, Arizona Coyotes forward Michael Grabner uh, placed on waivers uh, on purpose of buying his contract out and imagine that people aren't going to take him off of waivers, so he will end up getting bought out. And uh, Grabner has one year left on his $3.775 million deal. Uh, looks like Bill Armstrong's trying to alleviate some cap space to uh, try to either retain uh, Taylor Hall or to try to make other moves elsewhere uh, or other plays to come to Arizona elsewhere from elsewhere. Uh, so with that buyout, uh, the Arizona Coyotes will only have to pay Michael Grabner this upcoming season only 833 thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars and uh the following season 1.25 mil uh so and i i don't think Grabner's done i expect him to probably go somewhere else but if he's done you know he had a, what, what a good career that he had uh switching gears uh new york rangers have officially announced that they have bought out uh, goaltender Henrik Lundqvist. So the king of New York is no longer in New York. Uh, he's now a uh, unrestricted free agent. And he was uh, scheduled to get 8.5 mil from the, uh, the blue shirts. But the Rangers will be saving 3 million on that. But regardless, that's not on the books anyway. So... At least not toward the cap anyway, so they're good. They're golden. Uh, so this season he gets 5.5 mil from the from the blue shirts, and then 2.1.5 uh, next uh, year. And with that, um, which I was quite surprised actually to see that, because uh, I was expecting him to get his little farewell tour, but. Sadly, he's not going to get his farewell tour, at least not with the Rangers, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, into our other news segment here. Um, first off, um, the bubble concept that the playoffs were being played under and Toronto at Edmonton, respectively, uh, looks like is not going to be returning for this coming uh, regular season. Uh, per the NHL PA executive director Don Fair, as he uh, told the Associated Press that uh, certainly not for a season and come back, no one's going to do that for four month, four or six months or something like that. Uh, the tentative date to start next season is December first, but that can fluctuate. Uh, looks like it, it, and if it does fluctuate, it'll look like it'll fluctuate toward 2021. Further, uh, well, toward uh, 2021, th- rather than b- bumping it back, because you need to have an off season to uh, rest some players up and uh, make your trades and signings and all that um, business. Um, so expect, I would expect within, yeah, within the next couple weeks. 
uh, maybe a month tops where we'll actually find out when the season starts because they also kind of need to gauge when they're going to open up camps and stuff like that, which if it's starting December 1st, it'll be uh, probably around Thanksgiving time. That's when camps will start, so um, or like in the middle, the second half of November. So I'll keep, we'll keep an eye on that uh, for you there. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers named Chris Stewart as the club's new uh, player development coach. Uh, so he'll be uh, helping the prospects, you know, be what they need to be, and uh, other uh, other players develop to become uh, players they need to be. So uh, congrats, to Chris Stewart. Uh, land the job so quickly after uh, retiring <laughs> in the NHL. Um, Montreal Canadiens have tendered qualifying offers to Max Domi, Charles Houdon, Victor Mete, uh, Xavier, Xavier Ouellette, and uh, Noah Juleson, Uh as they were all RFAs respectively. We don't know what the uh, deals are that they uh, tendered them with, but uh, I'd expect... A couple of those guys, or if not a lot of them, to uh, be like, <laughs> no. Um, Anders Sturtz, Aaron Luchuk, and Antoine Waite were not qualified and will become UFAs. Uh, Craig Smith and Michael Granlin will be heading the free agency and uh, will not be returning to Nashville Predators. So, uh, that's cool. Uh, Ottawa Centers will be looking... To listen to offers for their fifth overall pick in this year's draft, uh, per their uh, director of amateur scouting, uh, Trent Mann, uh, but may not be pulling the trigger on a deal until legitimately when their pick is about to be made. So, uh, as I said, look for some moves to happen in this year's draft. Um, So, if there's going to be a lot of moves to be made, it's going to be during this draft. So... Uh, keep an eye on that. And with that, uh, a a lot of uh, stuff coming out of the Arizona Coyotes camp. So, uh, Arizona Coyotes fans, this is your uh, little bit of uh, news for you. Uh, Arizona Coyotes general manager Bill Armstrong uh, announced that uh, the club has signed Ryan Jankowski as the team's new associate director of amateur scouting. Um, and Jankowski uh, joins the Coyotes after being with the Buffalo Sabres for the past two years as their director of amateur scouting and uh, ran the team's drafts including the 2018 draft where uh, Buffalo selected defenseman Rasmus Dahlin so um, got some uh, good talent uh, picks under his belt but also notably, he also spent pre- the previous uh, four season uh, four seasons in several roles within Hockey Canada, and you know how much of a juggernaut that uh, Hockey Canada is. So uh, tells you his pedigree there, uh, including head scout and director of player personnel, um, so on and so forth. Um, and he has ten years of additional experience in NHL offices, including. Uh, with the Montreal Canadiens as well as the New York Islanders, so he ha- he he kind of knows what he's doing. So once again, looking like the Arizona Coyotes is uh, under their last hitch effort to bring this franchise into prominence because the past twenty years has been an absolute shit show, and I honestly feel for them because if this if this what they're doing does not work. I promise you, the Arizona Coyotes will not see, uh, at least as the Arizona Coyotes, not see the end of the decade. If they if they can't, uh, I'm not I'm not saying that they have to win a cup by the end of the decade because there's plenty of other teams like Vancouver never won a cup, freaking Buffalo never won a cup, have been around for like 50 years. But here's the difference. They've been to the cup final. Arizona's never been to the cup final. They've been to the Western Conference finals. But they haven't made it to the da- the big dance. 
So take that with what you will. Um But yeah, this is a the uh, you know, a big last hitch effort for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And with that continuing on, uh, Bill Armstrong added on on top of having Ryan Jankowski as their associate director of amateur scouting. Um, they also have a new director of uh, the director of am- amateur scouting, uh, Daryl Plandowski. What's with these names? Um, and he's former of your 2020 Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. So that also will tell you the pedigree that he has and will uh, bring toward the Coyotes. So once again, along with Bill Armstrong's pedigree that he had when he, uh, in his time with the Blues, um, I would expect a... N- a fairly quick turnaround for the Coyotes, but I know next season's not going to be pretty for sure. Also with that, and why I say it's not going to be pretty, because also, per Darren Dreger and Elliot Friedman, so you have two guys that uh, are saying, like singing the same song here, um, both the Boston Bruins and Vancouver Canucks are apparently are in talks, or at the very least, on... Uh, list on a list in which uh, the captain of the Arizona Coyotes, Oliver Ekman Larson, might be willing to move to. Um, which is an interesting play by uh, the Coyotes to potentially be moving, uh, potentially moving off of OEL. Um. With Boston Bruins, I can see why they'd pick him up because they probably know that they're not going to get uh, Tory Krug back. So Ekman Larson would definitely would fit in there, and he and also he's a veteran guy. And also, if you don't have uh, Chara either, you know, regardless, OEL can definitely do them wonders for sure. Um, the Canucks would be an interesting play. Um, I don't think they need to go and try to get an OEL right now. I mean, yeah, they they did a wonderful thing. They did a, a big thing in you know eliminating the uh, the Blues in six games, and then they brought Vegas to the limit, pushed them to the limit to seven games uh, in round two. But I don't think they maybe just need to take like another year or two to draft them within and maybe get some pick up though not the big names <clears throat> you know this soon but you know we'll, we'll take a we'll we'll be uh, watching that um and if that kind of moves gonna happen i do expect that to happen during the draft for sure um and Back on the Boston Bruin on the Boston Bruins train here, apparently uh, Don Sweeney um, has revealed himself uh, that he is looking to trade uh, Tuka Rask from the Boston Bruins somewhere else. And um, Frank Cervelli of TSN has apparently reported that the Bruins have contacted other teams to target. Uh, Rask's value in the market to see uh, what he's uh, yeah what he's worth and um, I don't know and a lot of people are wondering um, with him leaving the bubble for family reasons is why they might be moving off of him or is it just inconsistencies in playoffs like how he has been uh, dubbed that he can't get it done or stuff like that. Um, I mean, who's to say? But I do find it very interesting that they're wanting to move off of him. But And if they do mo- move off of him, who are you going to put in? Because Tuca is wonderful. He's great. He's a very good goaltender. I don't know why you'd move off of him. I mean, yeah. 
and the few times that you've made it that close and the in the final you don't make it but yeah i i get that i get it 100% get it but i mean i i mean especially since this is last year on the deal i mean i guess you want to get something back for him but i mean you can deal with that during the um well I'll retract that because I, I can see why I, I'm starting to see why because yeah you're in his last year you know that he's probably not gonna I mean, unless you know that he's probably not gonna resign or that or either that or you don't want him to resign you don't want to also make him your number one and be in a position to where you're winning and then you're gonna have to keep him and risk you know having either an early exit or just not winning the cup next year and then having him walk whether it be you forcing his hand or not and then not getting anything in return so doing it now and trading him now you get picks and stuff for him so I guess in turn unless you're thinking that way then it would it would make sense but as uh, as I say, an ex exuberant amount of time, uh, you know, exuberant amount of times. Um, but we'll wait and see. And uh, ba and back again on the goalie train, which I'm honestly surprised that I've been talking, or we in the hockey space have been talking about goaltenders so much since there's not a lot to be moved at least I don't think that there's a lot to be moved to have this much talk but with the buyout of Henrik Lundqvist he's now a UFA and also you know other there are some still out there that are UFAs like a Brayden Holtby also of Washington Capitals fame um Elliot Friedman, um, as a uh, couple stories here uh, for us. First off, um, <clears throat> on Henrik Lundqvist, it looks like he may be considering um, going to um, Washington Capitals, which it's not. Well, it's. Interdivision, so that's interesting. But a lot of people are like, "Oh, it would be funny if he went to New Jersey." I'm like, "Yeah, well, probably would." I feel like he still kind of wants to be in the good graces of the Rangers fans, so it probably not be the best idea to go to the Devils. Also, the fact that the position that the Devils are in, and he kind of wants to win, I'd imagine he doesn't want to go there. So that's next and nullified. Now the Capitals, they have a potential to you know get back on the saddle and you know ride for another cup. Especially with, you know, uh, Peter Laviolette. You know, he seems to get, you know, the most out of his guys. At least, like, in the short-term, uh, short-term time, timetable. Um, <clears throat> and they have a lot of their core pieces. So, uh, that would make sense in that regard. Also, you have, still you still have a veteran guy because I'd imagine that Brayden Holpe walks somewhere else. And a lot of people are tying him toward Calgary. Uh, to pick him up, so um, another uh, storyline to watch in the uh, free agency on the ninth. But um, Henrik Lundqvist to the Capitals is quite interesting because then you also have Ilya Samsonov um, as the backup, and he seems to be the destined uh, leader in that. Uh, for the Capitals, so a guy with the pedigree of Lundqvist and that could really help him. And if not, the Capitals apparently, they um, Vegas Gold Knights might look into Henrik Lundqvist as well. Um, with the <clears throat> with the whole Mark Andre Fleury saga with Leonard. Um, 
which Friedman's excerpt is, I've heard that if Vegas trades Flurry or doesn't keep Leonard, which they kept Leonard, uh, they might have some interest in Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, and then also with that, also thinking that Henrik Lundqvist might have some interest in Arizona. Uh, I don't know about Arizona because if he's saying that he wants to win, I don't think he's going to go to Arizona. And Arizona is definitely not going to be in a position to win anytime soon. So Vegas makes sense. Capitals make sense. Um, I don't really know anywhere else that really has an opening that has a potential to win. Um, I know if Markstrom leaves, then there's a vacancy in Vancouver. I don't think that Lundqvist would go to Vancouver, nor do I think Vancouver would win the cup within you know the timetable that Henrik would want to. Um, so it'd have to be, yeah, it'd ha- I have to be either Vegas or the Capitals. But as I said before, I don't think Flurry. Oh, not Flurry. I don't think Lundqvist is gonna go. Um, to a team that's not going to be in a position to win like now. But yeah. Um, and back on the whole Flurry train. Now, if they trade Flurry, if Vegas trades Flurry, I don't know who's going to be the backup for them. Nor do I know where Flurry could go. Because yeah, I know they just. The Penguins are like the big one that I'd see taking him back especially since they have Jari and if they move off of uh, if they move off of uh, Murray and make Vegas either retain some salary or worse comes to worse well, well actually no I don't think Vegas would buy him out on the grounds that he has still a good amount of years left on his contract so they'd be paying him a lot of money (laughs) or they'd be paying him for a little while so um Penguins would make sense for like a a reunion tour with uh Crosby and company um Also, Capitals would be interesting to see Flurry in. But, uh, <clears throat> that goes with the whole, um, good graces with the Penguins thing. Because, you know, when he retires, he'll probably be back in, with the Penguins in some capacity. Um, or, and I wouldn't think that he'd go to Arizona for any reason. Um, or Vancouver. So, the goalie market seems to start. It seems to be why why more wide open than we initially thought, and, and it's actually quite interesting. And while we're on the Vegas train, and talking about oh, pickups and such, as I was saying earlier in the show that they might try to move Flurry to alleviate some cap space and what they could do with that money. And I said defense could use some work. Well, who is the big fish in the defense train on the uh, free agent market? Um, What's... uh, Bring in the St. Louis Blues here for you. Now, this is quite a tantalizing time for me because, you know, back in 2017 when I decided I was going to be a Vegas Golden Knight fan as my second team before the team even got the, the name and logo and all that, never did I expect the Blues and the Golden Knights to have so much damn history with each other. With the whole um, debacle in the AHL with the AHL team hot potato with them, um, to this potential situation where our captain Alex Petrangelo is a free agent, still not under contract with the Blues, 
still don't know what the fuck's going on with that. With that said, there's been a whole bunch of rumors about how, oh, if he doesn't get a deal done with the Blues, Vegas is next on his radar. All, I mean, which makes sense. Um, which, if they move Flurry, if they move Flurry, I would imagine there is the the percent meter on the possibility of the Vegas Golden Knights picking up Alex Petrangelo just shoots through the roof. I th- I think it comes down to that. I think it honestly comes down to if Flurry gets moved or not. If they're going to move on to Petrangelo or make a move to get Petrangelo because because <clears throat> I don't know why you wouldn't honestly if you have because Flurry's contract seven mil and barring if you can move him off and not retain salary at seven million freed up and then they had they still have a decent amount of cap space I mean not too not too good but not too bad that they could they could swing it. They don't really have a lot of big names they have to sign anyway. So, I mean, you can just fill in those spaces with people that are in the, in the AHL on their ELCs, you know, or or league minimum contracts. You don't really have to give them the old razzle-dazzle because you already have your razzle-dazzle all signed up right now. So with that, Alex Petrangelo definitely makes sense. But on the St. Louis Blues side of the coin, on if he was to stay, uh, St. Louis Blues views on uh, Instagram made a uh, very good point. We'll post here that um, if Alex Petrangelo were to sign long term with the Blues, basically f- finishing out his, his career there, um he would almost certainly rank in Blues history if he signed long-term first in games played as a player. Regardless, the forward defenseman doesn't matter. First in games played, first in defenseman goals, first in defenseman assists, first in defenseman points, first in defenseman playoff points, first in years as captain, because we like to have a whole shitload of captains for a 50-year franchise, Uh, first in playoff games played, Second in assists, ten, top 10 in goals, top 10 in game winning goals, top 3 in overall points, top 5 in overall playoff points. And also, the fact that he, the thing that he already w- has on anyone in uh, St. Louis Blues history, regardless if he stays or not, being the first captain in St. Louis Blues history while wearing the blue note to hoist the Stanley Cup. The first St. Louis Blue wearing the blue note to hoist that cup over their head in history. Not only does he get that statue like no questions asked, done. Not only does his number get retired probably the same day that he retires, done. No questions asked. But then he's probably deemed one of the greatest, one of the greatest St. Louis team players of all time. But one like damn near missed like the next Mr. Blue, honestly, because everyone deems Brett Hull like the greatest blue of all time. I mean, he's got. He's got goals and all that, yeah, 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 for sure. Even though I, in my own honest opinion, I I still put Bernie Federko as the the greatest blue of all time, but because um, I feel like Bernie doesn't get the respect that he deserves, but um, that title could definitely be Alex Petrangelo's if he just signs long term, and if Doug Armstrong wants to hurry and finish um, getting on that that'd be uh that'd be great um i definitely appreciate that um 
but if he walks, you know, um, it'll be quite a sad time in the blues side of things, but, um, and it'll definitely raise some questions as to what the blues do, uh, for the rest of this off season to prepare for next off season for next season. Um, but you know, on the, on the, on the flip side of the coin, also back on the Vegas side of the coin, it'd be a great, great addition for them. Uh, especially if, since they were so close to going to the cup final again, uh, this time around and they could, definitely go on a goddamn tear next year on next season they'd go on an absolute tear um but we only potentially have to wait about four more days to figure out where Petrangelo goes because I feel like he's definitely gonna be one of those guys where you could definitely see him getting a a uh a contract on regardless um, come day one because typically the big fish um, available for free agency are typically always gone on day one so if and if he's not gone if he's not gone by day one well definitely probably by day two day three so or hopefully definitely by the next episode of this podcast because I would hate to have put a podcast together with everything else and not have the news of where Alex Vitrangelo has ended up. So um, with that, I end this episode so we can uh, look forward to the next one on the Monday, next Monday is when I decided. Um, to verify that I'm off that day, I am off that day on the 12th, um, of October. So you can bet your bottom dollar that there'll be an episode on that, uh, day where we'll go over, um, the, uh, the hot topics of the free agency and, uh, see what trades also went down during the draft, if any, um, as they become rarer and rarer, but, but yeah, that's been the episode, like, and, uh, like, and subscribe, uh, on your favorite podcasting service, and I'll catch you all in the next one, thank you very much.